Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Heart and Hand Extra, my name's David Edgar and uh, fresh from causing me trouble the last time he was on the pod I'm delighted to welcome back Stephen Smith, former chair of the Rangers Supporters Trust Hello Stevie Hello David, how are you? I'm not too bad my friend Now, uh, normally on the, the uh, later in the week pod and you're getting it a little bit earlier this time because of the rather prosaic reason that I'm moving house and this is the only chance I'll get to record it normally we do a preview but we look at what's happened in the last few days with Rangers and it's certainly been a busy time of it um, Pedro's press conference on Tuesday has almost been legendary, uh, where he really went off on one, uh, and well, on one on on a group. He went off on the players with. Uh, uh, he said they were an embarrassment to him, they were an embarrassment to the club, they were an embarrassment to fans. But he he challenged them for a better performance. And as I say, we're recording this a little earlier, so it's not long after the Kilmarnock match finished. Stevie, I I can't say that, that there was a reaction, or if there was, it was it was certainly not the one he would have been looking for. That game was as flat as a snooker table, David, and I think what was really disappointing, particularly in the second half, was I was looking very very carefully to see where are the leaders in the pe- the pitch, where are the players that are going to make a positive difference here. Grab this game by the scruff of the neck against an average average commander team. Oh yeah, they're poor side and. There were nobody. There was nobody to be seen. Nobody to be seen, and you could see it coming. As oh, if yeah. there was a band in front of it marching around the corner with the drums getting louder and louder. You could see that. Yeah, It was almost inevitable. I couldn't see that one coming. Mm. <laughs> as as endings go, I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> see that <laughs> that coming. Um, Obviously, if you, if you want to hear my thoughts on it, you can go and check out the, the YouTube video and please subscribe at the Rangers Heart and Hand channel. But, uh, yes, yeah, Stevie's absolutely correct. The the last 25 minutes, come on with it. I thought Rangers were okay in the first half. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think we were great. But, again, you know, we, we were the better side. And 
you can't expect a team who are flat in confidence to come roaring out the but it doesn't happen. It's it's you know it's a film cliche, you know, that usually when a, a boxer gets battered to the battered to the floor, he doesn't rise up for the next round, he, he usually gets knocked out. So the, the they had no confidence you could see that, but they grew into it. Good goal from Jason Holt, who was having a very fine game at that point. And I was dreading the kind of post half time lull that we seemed to be stuck in, and it didn't come. And I was really pleased with that. In fact, we looked like getting a goal and I'm thinking, yep, we're going to go on here and get the three points. Then from 65 minutes to the end, we were by far, uh, by a distance, the poorer side. And Kilmarnock mm-hmm. made better chances in that period than we had made up up to that point. And Pedro's substitutions baffled me, I, I have to say. And, and people have, have said that to me before and I've defended them because I'm very much been on the Pedro train. Uh, but I couldn't tonight. It was, it you you could just put you know like the the kind of cut in a video. You could say right from this point on, uh, the young kid from Man City. And uh, it's a tough gig, and he's obviously out to get experience. But whatever happened when bringing him on just totally killed our shape, mm-hmm. bizarrely. And mm-hmm. then sending young Barjonas on, I get it, but it sent out a message to come on like that we're done attacking, that we are just going to sit in and defend. Mm-hmm. But even at that. We, you know, we get the penalty and then madness ensues. And a couple of things I, I, I would say, and, and, you know, these are things I thought at the time, so I'm, I'm honestly not being hypocritical here. Jack can't get involved. Just walk away. Just laugh. Just walk away. Three red cars before the end of October is unacceptable. Candias is finishing as erratic. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It's erratic mm-hmm. at the best of time. So to me, he seemed an odd choice to hit the penalty. And after that long delay, I would certainly have considered just throwing the ball to somebody else and say, you know, my, I've been thinking about this for the last five, six minutes. You go up and hit it. Um, but, he, you know, as it's the fine margins, if that penalty goes in, it's a win and not a great win, but a win and we, we move on and a clean sheet. But even if Jack keeps his head, I do believe the chaos doesn't ensue. Even though we miss that penalty, we probably would have held out. I believe that, you know, obviously there's no way to, to say it. But Pedro's a manager who seems to, when it's fine margins, always fall on the wrong side of it. And yeah. that's either he's a very, at best, he's a very unlucky manager, mm-hmm. which is a shame. But I don't want an unlucky manager on Charles Rangers. <laughs> or in football, if you're constantly falling on the wrong side of the the narrow margin it's because you're not good enough to push over and, and that's why winning coaches are winning coaches. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a lot that I've just said to you. So, you know, we'll start off with Ryan Jack incident, first of all. Broadfoot is an absolute cunt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was disgraceful. Yeah. I wish that poach egg had done more damage. Well, do you know something? That, that For an ex-Rangers player, and I was watching him at the very end of the game where he was celebrating with Chris Burke like they had won the game, mm. like he had achieved something of significance, you know, and effectively what he had done is pissed all over his legacy as a Rangers player and, and you know, I for one will never forgive him No, for that, that that's it, that he's was, done. I mean, despicable. a guy who had been generally fondly remembered has mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. erased that mm-hmm. and people will no longer go, I remember that time he'd McGeady in his back pocket or whatever, it'll be, aye, that cunt that... Don't, you know, because it, it was so flagrant and cowardly well, well I mean I was at the game and I'm I'm on the, I'm the top of the, the Sandy Jardin stand so you know I haven't seen any replays of anything that happened but but what it, so I'm not really too sure one of the things I'm not too sure about is the fact that the referee appears to have booked Jack yes he has and uh-huh. then he's changed um, the fourth official has then intervened and okay. he's changed it to red I've never seen that before well 
What has the fourth official seen then that the referee has not seen? I would suggest that the referee being about eight yards away from the incident, which you can see on the uh-huh. video, of uh-huh. it, has a better view. Uh-huh. My guess then, Davey, is that the fourth official has said he has put two hands on him and pushed him over, so you have to send him off. Would be something like that, and I don't know if the, if that level of interference, and we're going to really have to get to the bottom of that because that's that's despicable, and I'm not really, I, I've never seen anything. I've shambolic. never seen a referee decision, but, uh, but I've never seen a referee that would even countenance at the end of it. And, and do you know something? Uh, one of the one of the things I was expecting tonight because it felt like a defeat, uh, not of just course, because yeah. not because they scored near the end, but but because you know for all all sorts of reasons, and we were looking for a win. Walking out of there, and I stood in the queue in the subway, and all the rest of it, and I was waiting, and I was testing the testing the water. No anger. There's a, there's a resignation. Mm. We're just not good enough. I've heard it once, I heard it half a dozen times. Uh, all ages. We're just no good. That's where we are now. Mm. Is is the comment? So there's a real worrying kind of resignation uh, about what Rangers fans now seem to have accepted. Now I think we've gone too far then away from the we the sense of entitlement. You know, we we should win all the time. We've gone too far the other way. We need to go back towards that because that's a very dangerous territory for us to be at. Well, we're not very good and we're not going to win. Mm. There's realism and then there's Tartan Army. Aye. Absolutely. You know, where you just forgive failure constantly. Well, I, you know, and, I, and what I said, I said, that's us. I said, we are about the third or the fourth best team in Scotland at the moment that's because that's thing, what it looked like. If you watched that, if you turned up as a neutral didn't know anything about Scottish football. Watch that game. You'd think it was a mid-table. Yeah, that's right. exactly what you, you would think. You would have thought that. And the crowd, the crowd, the crowd were a decent crowd, you know, for a Wednesday, a pretty grim Wednesday night, but the game was, the game was flat. And the one thing I will say, and I think it's the most important context, because I was kind of looking out for what the manager was going to do, how he was going to change the team and all the rest of it. What disappointed me more than anything else, David, was the players, right? The manager can only pick who's available to him. Mm. I looked at those players and I include Morelos in that. I'm a fan of, as you know, I'm a fan of Candace. Uh Jack as well, I've been impressed by, but I can't, can't say there was anything impressive about what happened at the tail end of that uh, tonight. Three red cards by October, Stephen. Oh, no, that's, that's inexcusable. And he's it not is. a kid, he's 25. No, and and I like him. And I think, I I think, I think if, he, if, if, he, if that gets sorted out, and I think he was very, very unfair to be red-carded uh, against Hibs. I think he got it absolutely was. Stitched, stitched up by a disgraceful Ned piece of garbage. But that's, you know, that's a burning for you. There wasn't a single Rangers player with a possible exception of Jason Holt. And I include Ross McCrory as well. And you and I are fans of his. Uh, I know, and he, he looked like uh, occasionally like a giraffe in roller skates tonight. It was really kind of worrying. There wasn't a single Rangers player there that Wes, looked worth... To be fair, aye. I think... I can't blame it. But, blame but I'm, I'm reaching. Aye. But Wes didn't do a thing wrong tonight. In fact, did several things. Really well. So I'll tell you about Herrera, for example. Nice. I thought, oh, good. Well, he's going to get a run out. We'll see what he's like as a target man. Well, the answer I watched him, and there was there was a period of the game where he went up for the ball, five six headers, get cleared out for the back. He didn't win a single one of them. He's not a target man. He's not a target man, David. Whatever kind of player he is, he's not a target man. He's not a hold the ball up, and and the the vague, the the vague, not the vague phrase, the vogue phrase that we that we've had in the last couple of years is game management, mm. right? Good teams manage a game. We. Did no, none we, of that, no. and and to be honest, the attempt at it was was laughable. You know when we brought on Barjonis, uh, you, you're then sitting with a four five one with a target man as an out ball, and yet come on, like, piled the pressure on. You know the, it it just wasn't acceptable. And I, I spoke about it in in the video blog, and I spoke about it on Monday with the guys. And I, I don't want to go over the same points for the listeners because you know I I. I 
I understand that you don't want to hear the same show every week. Um, but, but, uh, <laughs> I, I've I've reluctantly, you know, turned the corner on Pedro. There was a lot of people who'd done it before me. There's a lot of people who's still behind me. Um, but I just can't justify it anymore because the feeling that has been at the back of my mind, the nagging doubt is that this is a guy who talks a fantastic game but doesn't deliver. And that was, that, that it just, every week, and that was not a performance of a side who are just about to turn it round, that are having bad luck, that are no, just about to turn no, it round. That no. was a performance of a team who are going down and going backwards. The trajectory. Yeah, the trajectory. And that's yeah. when people say things because people are still defending him. And I understand that because he's such, you know, a good guy and he's been treated so abysmally by the press over here mm-hmm. and by, the, by the, the football establishment in Scotland that you want him to do well. And it, it, he's charmed us in the way that he must have charmed and, and impressed the board. He's charmed and impressed us. But... It's early months Warburton, he, David. He, here's, here's the but. Well, without the results. Mm. You know, the impressive performances. Uh-huh. But here's, here's, here's where the but comes. The results do not stand up. And I kept grabbing for... You know, I kept grabbing for the excuses. I kept going, well, here's a reason that it might work and here's why it isn't working. And, and even tonight on social media, people are saying to me things like, well, you know, it's not Pedro's fault can they just miss a penalty. Like, no, actually it is. Um, because you're right, it's it's clearly not his fault can they just miss a penalty and Jack does that because that's decisions. But unfortunately, in the way football is structured in the hierarchy, yes, it is his fault. Well, He's the well, manager. Let's not lose sight of the fact that, that all of those things happened after 90 minutes were on the clock and we were only 1-0 ahead at home to a very, very average Kilmarnock team. Yeah. They are nowhere near as good as Motherwell and Motherwell aren't better than Rangers either. Mm. You know, and we lost comfortably to them on Sunday. So we've we've been beaten by a team, okay, I guess there's an element for them, new manager and all the rest of it. But the fact is that's at Ibrox, that's a midweek game, that Walter Smith side would have knocked over three 0 Yeah, comfortably boring yeah. game. Yeah. Nil, yeah. We'd have got we'd have got the go. And and it went for us as well because it because I have a great fear these days. If we don't get the first goal, we're in bother. And we got it at a really good time just before half time. Although I bang on about this on the pod as listeners will know, Stevie, that um I always think it's the second. It's the key goal because mm-hmm. if we don't get it, then we panic, and you could feel the in the stands. You could feel the mm-hmm. understandable nervousness, and the players certainly mm-hmm. didn't have much of a confidence. Well, I said, I said to uh, I said to people I was I was sat with. I says I'm not sure. Looking at that, what's our plan? What is our game plan? What hold, and actually, it, I'll I'll I'll, I'll throw the, I'll throw the question open because what I'll, and after telling you what it appears to be, the, it appears to be that the ball gets rolled out and played short to to the defenders, backwards and forwards between uh, the fullbacks, McCrory, Alves, and eventually goes to Alves who launches it long. Mm. So I'm not really sure what we're trying to do. We're certainly not trying to work the ball through midfield. We're not trying to pass. We're not trying to pass and move. We're not trying to draw uh, command up forward so we can get in behind them a pace. I'm not sure what the point of what we're trying to do is, other than we put players in a kind of roughly the same position and we see what happens. Yeah, and and I just feel that unfortunately, Pedro is at that stage where he's got clearly an unhappy dressing room, and there are reports, and I I just say that it's reports. Please don't go away and take this as gospel. Uh-huh. That senior players in the squad were told to stay away from the game tonight. The dressing room does not appear to be behind him because he went nuclear 
on the players this week, as as mentioned. You can only do that once. That's right. There's and no coming back from he, that. He did it, and he got no reaction tonight. And it's just it's a guy who, as as someone phrased it beautifully, is circling the drain. And you can delude yourself that you know, oh, he needs time, or he needs this, or he needs that. But what if it's Occam's razor? Mm-hmm. What if it's just the 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 more obvious answer the of simplest. he's not a very good football manager <laughs> and and that's okay because most people aren't yeah. and even in football most managers aren't gifted that's the thing um that's why you pay the the, the big bucks for the good ones <laughs> otherwise you know we we would just let you know a Johnny do it you know? yeah. um he would just hand it bibs but that team is a team that unfortunately is is I would say it's going nowhere, but it's going backwards. And the the promise of the early season has completely fizzled out. They are absolutely shorn of confidence. They are clearly playing within themselves. Could Tavernier tonight, David, yeah, in t- terms of yeah. confidence, you know, shot to pieces. Yes, absolutely, you could see it. And I just think that, unfortunately, it's inevitable now because the fans don't believe in him. And I'm sure that there'll be a few people on social media who tell me that I'm, you know, they believe in him. But the rank and file fans, the vast majority, don't. It's as simple as that. There's, there's, two, there's, there's, there's two ways of looking at it. And, there's the, and the, 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 delusion, the delusion we have is that, for example, if we had won the game tonight as we should have done. Um, I understand uh, Aberdeen did the traditional lie-down act to Celtic. So we would have been three points I don't behind. Think, I don't think we can say that yeah. anymore, given that... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, regardless we do, we of us, you know, well, we, uh, we're not lying down to them. We're just not good enough to lay a glove on them. Yeah. You know, Aberdeen, you know, uh, as we keep being told, are good enough to beat them, but I never see any of them. Which incidentally is why when we talk about managers in. coming in, Stevie, it's why I'm not keen on McInnes because I think he's just a higher class of, of unsuccessful manager. No, I think when I heard you talking about a statement manager and that's exactly what we what this club needs at that stage. And I agree with your, your synopsis in that. The current guy is a dead man walking because I see no evidence of a team structure and I actually think we're in a false position. That's what I mean, Stephen, about... Because we're, the f- we're third in that league. Oh, but this week, I mean, this, we, we could drop to six. And I, I, I hate the could-haves because... But then people were trying to justify it to me by saying, well, we could be on Wednesday if results go our way only three points but and I'm like you know mm. it's always this could have yeah. thing yeah. so well, should. I'll, I'll, should th- I'll throw a could have back mm. we, we mm. could be six this mm-hmm. weekend oh, yeah. um, and only and only in the top six by a goal difference so uh, you can't you, 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 we can't be in this position it's and there's no signs of improvement there. it's not as if we, we, we've got we're struggling let's say we're light in midfield or we're having to get we're having to get teeth up front or we're, we're weak at centre back or, or whatever the, cri- the criticism is there's no sign of structured significant improvement. No sign. No. We are better than we are we're under Warburton. Yes. I think probably by dint of the fact that the play the quality of players are better. But when it comes to push to shove, I think there have been half a dozen key games and include all the games against Celtic uh, where we've lost when it mattered. That's that's unfortunately Pedro's track record. And like I say, it might just be bad luck. But in that case, I, I don't. I don't really believe that I believe that it's not I believe it's a pattern the pattern is that this is a a side that consistently under delivers and unfortunately in football the manager carries the can rightly or wrongly Hmm. and that's the way it's always been it's the way it always will be most of that team that was on the pitch tonight were his signings yes 
Uh, so he has to carry seven that and two off the know, bench. Oh, so it's you know it's not it's not good enough. It's not um, a Warburton team now, no, and that excuse not. doesn't wash. He it's bought not. these players, and he's not getting a tune out of them. And the thing is, people kind of throw up as a defence. Well, you know, another manager might not be able to get the bit. You're, you're absolutely, he it's might true. not, mm-hmm. but he might. Yes. And the other one is, well, we could end up going through lots of managers. Well, we could until we get the right one. That's unfortunately where we have to we, go. We, we've, what's become popular in the last few years is Einstein's definition of madness and insanity, which is you repetition of the same thing, mm. knowing that it will not get a different result. So we can't continue to do that. No. In my view, we can't stick with the manager because we know that the result is not going to change. Yeah, I don't understand that argument of saying, right, we this guy's a, f- a failing manager, but stick with him in case the next guy is mm-hmm. as well. That, mm-hmm. that to me, is utterly bizarre. Mm-hmm. Do we question the board on, on this appointment? It was a left field. It was a gamble. Let's face it, everybody had to head to Google to find out who this guy was. I think, you know, I'm a bit of a football nerd and I'd never heard of him. Um, it, it, was it irresponsible at a time when we needed stability over everything else? I'm not sure whether it was irresponsible, desperate, or a genuinely progressive attempt to leap forward right we what we need is a coach uh, and it needs to be someone who will work with players who will not sit in an office who you know who's a tracksuit track suited manager but is in to develop players but to be honest i don't really see a significant improvement on mark warburton david weir's tenure and i think that's that's the most damning thing because I don't think it's a sustainable argument that says he hasn't had the time to improve his players, we're playing at home we're playing mediocre teams and we're making that's them the look thing, better that's the thing, runner has been generous yeah, you we know, should, we haven't, we, well we are, that's right we're right in the middle of we, we, we should have, be winning seven and we haven't Yeah, you know, we haven't been to, we haven't had to go to Edinburgh yet to face either side, we haven't had to go to Parkhead we haven't had to go to, to the Sheep yeah. that we should be doing better and like I say the fact is results are progressively getting worse I don't know a single Rangers fan who wants or believes that that manager has got any time left and, and I think the only argument for keeping them would be a financial one I think that's the case in which case they both need to find the money because that's your job and yeah. as Scott has said often and he's he's always correct there comes a point where not being Mike Ashley isn't enough no and we're at it. So you did yeah. great in the summer, absolutely wonderful. But Agreed. again, you need to. You made this decision, and I would seriously ask questions of a board who appointed an, a, a risky manager. I mean, everyone would have to say a risky yeah, yeah. management appointment and gave him a contract that was virtually uncuttable. I mean, they wouldn't do that in their normal businesses. So why would they do it with a football one? Well, people's normal business sense, if I can describe it as such, takes flight whenever football's <laughs> involved in it. And the, the old cliche about how how do you make a, a rich man a poor man answer, get him, get him involved get in him football club team, is, ab- is absolutely true. But but as you know, I mean, there is very little that you can do in this that isn't guesswork or educated guesswork. So in terms of taking that out, you know, I've, I've said we should, we should not, it's not shooting for the moon, but, but to try and take some of the kind of elements of guesswork of that out, what we need to do is appoint a board who will decide who the manager is and that, that board should should consider Walter Smith and Richard Goff are two names that should be on that and we should try and leave it in the external expertise well, Walter recommended Ali 
yeah, well, you know, Ali was Ali was his partner. I don't think it was his choice. And and to be honest, McCoist was there because of the club's financial situation, and that's been part of the downward spiral. If we mm. look up the hill to where we were then, that's part of the reason why he was there. Because in normal circumstances, Alistair McCoist would never get near the manager's job at Rangers Football Club without going out and proving his pedigree. And and look what look how badly that turned out and and the, you know and getting somebody like that Sir Alex Ferguson or Dick Advocatan as well and if I can have you know a consortium of experts who cho- who choose and advise the board and we don't leave that to the people who are in that boardroom at, at the moment because they are not there because they can choose football managers well, they they're there that. for other reasons they proved that I moving on because you know this show at the end of the week we also have to look forward and we have another match on Saturday where we're going to Murrayfield, which will be interesting, uh, to play Hearts. Now, it's going to be a lot to pick up a battered team, you know, in 48 hours. We will be without possibly Graham Dorans, uh, Ryan Jack, who knows. Uh, the, the club may appeal the red card, so he may ve- he may well be available. But and Bruno Alves as well. Bruno Alves. So, uh, well, uh, his appeal hasn't been heard yet, but... Um, so it's going to be a tough match and the reason I I kind of hesitated there is Hearts are not a good side I watched them last night they're a very very poor side but they will see this one as a kind of free hit I suspect and you know that Levine will have them absolutely pumped for this game given his relationship with Rangers over the years so that's my concern that although they're a poor side they'll go into this game champing at the bit and desperate to you yeah. know fly into tackles they're a physical side yeah. and that's a concern because I think it's pretty clear we're refereed to a different standard and yeah. clubs can get away with it off can, the park can I just, can I just say why well, well, you've reminded me the club point now in a statement is a really positive and great thing to happen. It's a small step forward. It's not the, the answer in and of itself. But to hear Rangers actually saying we are held to a different standard. Mm. Now, people can try and unpick and will have their own reasons as to why that I is. Mean, you know, whether, whether that be motivated by politics, envy, sectarianism mm. and anyone there. A dozen things, but but it's absolutely true. And we saw, we saw it again tonight. We don't have to look very far for the evidence. But that's a really positive thing. And I think I don't think we have any easy games now because home games, we're going to be expected to do better than we did. We should have won that one tonight and didn't. Uh, away games, everyone's a banana skin. And, and you and I know that clubs up their game by a significant factor whenever they play Rangers. It doesn't matter whether they're doing well, badly or not. Look at, look at the way Dundee played against this, for example. You know, I think coming off that Hibs result, yet another, yet another loss and a fairly insipid one, I think... I know this might sound strange, but I think that the the Hearts management would probably prefer a home game, although they would much prefer it at Tynecastle, and that's something that that, that does factor in because Tynecastle can be a really, really yeah, it's a small pitch, yeah, and it's, it's a heavy atmosphere, right, and right. it can be, uh, and they won't have that going for them. So I mean that is a factor. But if they could have picked a match, I think that they probably would have looked for us. Um, at the moment, because we're a big side, but we're not, you know, a particularly vulnerable. Yeah, but we're vulnerable. And whereas if they were maybe playing Partick Thistle, their fans would expect them to win and would get on them. Their fans won't get on them for mistakes on Saturday the way that they would have in another match. So I, I, all I can say is, as an optimist, that it will be an excellent job 
and a really good win if we go there and get three points on Saturday and I'd be very very pleased if we manage it because I think if we were able to go from having had the week we've had and who knows what the next few days will bring incidentally but the week we've had to go there and get three points uh, away from home against Hearts is always a good result Um, and if we go there and do that I'll be very impressed and I will be the first to congratulate the manager for doing a, a stellar job of having picked the team up I just have my worries that that won't be happening. You know, it's a perfect opportunity to start with the siege mentality. So it was tonight. Yeah, it was. But as you pointed out, you know, when you come off the back of a a defeat, you know, you're normally getting up off the canvas and keep your guard up. And very rarely is there there a bounce back factor. And it certainly wasn't in the You don't get the Rocky Balboa. You generally get knocked out. It's it's true enough. So, So I think that that gives an opportunity... If there is one, and I think this is, to be honest, this is last. I'm not even sure if it's last chance alone because I think Cassini's chance is gone. I will say, I, I will say a, for Pedro that every time I, I think he's had a result, Stevie, that he can't recover from, he, he you know, he does. Um, and not generally by a dint of a fantastic result or performance, he mm. just seems to ride it out. So, mm. I, as we are sitting here, his position looks untenable, but you know, by Friday morning, who knows? He could get sacked in the morning. We don't know, but it's happened before. I mean, I remember progress that night. I thought, hey, this can't go on after the Celtic defeat, and we didn't lay a glove on them again. I thought this can't go. On. You know, every we're time using, that's the thing. Though we we're using a fan yardstick to make that assessment. Yeah, I, you know, in our view, what what's the position? The, the parameters plus emotions a, yeah, of yeah. after the game so the parameters for those decision decisions made inside the boardroom I think are, are very different and li- like like we were saying earlier on you look at the league position it's not horrendous I don't think the trajectory is very good and I don't think there's very much in terms of signs of positive improvement and structural progress but that's my view mm. You know, a, a, a football board maybe look at that differently and go, well, you know, we've got this guy on, who's on this amount of money. It would cost us a seven-figure sum to get rid of him. At least. Um, so therefore, where are the you know, and there are no, there isn't a list. And, and I heard you and and, and Andy and he, and Ian go through a list of potential successors and who who's likely. I would like out. to distance myself from <laughs> from, a, from Ian because I've seen people come back. I didn't say Kenny Miller from player manager <laughs> or or mention uh, Nigel Pearson. That was Ian's. Although to be fair, Ian, he said a manager like what he meant yeah. was an aggressive. He, he wasn't. He, he wasn't coach. going. I would like you to consider. He was. He was doing what I think many. Is with, I've done their heads with the go who is likely to be considered I would like to just as well at, at this point say to people that this podcast is me and my mates talking about football so we <laughs> throw stuff out there and we'll say stuff that uh, you know it, it, don't take it as gospel you know it's it's just me and my pals and you guys our audience are the extended pals and that's you know why we're available on social media you can come and chat to us and we'll always try to answer back because that's what the show is so yeah sometimes I mean Hoggy will throw out a, a statement and a lot of the time you know sometimes it'll pass me by but a lot of the time I'll, I'll say that's stupid and <laughs> shout them down <laughs> but uh, so don't take everything we're saying as absolute gospel that we you know fervently want this to happen but the, although fucking hell Ian the, you know the, the Kenny Miller player manager one you, you do deserve you know, about the balls for that one, but um, well, it's you know, it appeared in the media. 
That was in the Herald or the Scotsman today. Yeah, well, apparently the odds were, but yeah, the, the markets are so. They, I should explain. Kenny Miller, the the odds are that he will be the next manager of Rangers, but the markets are so small that oh. honestly, somebody putting a hundred quid on that. Would, yeah, we'll drop yeah. it. Drop it five points. Aye, okay. it, it's right. it's not something to take serious. It's it's up there with the kind of um, Celtic to sign Robin van Persie, for example, or mm-hmm. Rangers to sign Robin van Persie was one Celtic to sign Zlatan Ibrahimovic. If somebody sees that and then goes and puts it on, then it does tend to shove it uh, significantly oh, up. They're okay. really just joke markets, so okay. don't don't panic about those those ones. That, but that, it, you know, I, that it, it I would be, be panicking about. I would suspect Marty would go in ahead of him. I, I really don't see I mean for God's sake if you're saying we need stability and you chuck in a guy who's not a manager I don't know Kenny's qualities and he may go on and be a fantastic manager I don't know but No well if he does that then my application would be in the, in the post Yeah uh, exactly it's, Exactly yeah. It's, it's just nonsense I mean any guy any supporter who's done his coaching uh, or is going through his coaching could could say that so no I don't I don't see I'd, I'd see it going to Marty The question is would we be any better off getting Marty I, I, I don't know it's just Sometimes in life your choices are shit or oh, less shit. Less shit. You know, yeah. sometimes you, there's no there's no great shining. Mm-hmm. Or we must do this, and uh, that that's why it's a pretty grim situation. But we'll see how it is. Time Castle, as I say, normally we make a prediction. I'm going to say one one because Hearts are a poor side, and I think we should have enough about us. It's maybe fairly optimistic, and like I say, if Pedro picks this team up. And we go there and get a victory. I will be the first to say that was a hell of a job to turn that round in two days. Um, I, I don't think I'd put the mortgage on it, put it that way. But what mm. was your prediction for Saturday? Well, I, I didn't see the end of the derby. They were, uh, they were, they were uh, really bad. Okay. Long ball merchants. But, but, but bear in mind... But the results haven't been bad up to that. They had 11 out of 18, mm. um, which was a significant turnaround from Cathro. I'm not optimistic about about a win at all on Saturday, David. In fact, if if I was to put a bet on, I'd probably I'd probably bet in a draw, or or, you know, if if hearts are that bad, then you know they have to be really bad not to have a shot at us. I'd say it would. I I can see it being a really turgid game yeah. that's maybe decided by set pieces or a mistake, that kind of thing. I could see it going that way, and if we were to score first. I, you mentioned earlier it's always a huge thing for us but I think it would be really big on Saturday if we score first maybe took a bit of confidence from it given Hearts are not at Tyne Castle and we'll have a big away that. support as we'll, well have a big yeah. away support and it, yeah it's all, it almost becomes uh, it'll have a weird almost exhibition feel to it but they won't have that you know what it's like at Tyne Castle we, we saw it under Warburton you go there and you lose a goal and oh, the place and goes are, mental, and and hearts come, you know, in waves at you, and it's a different ball game on Saturday, absolutely, just because of the change of venue. Okay. So, I, if we got a goal, I can see us doing well, but it would be, it would be foolish of me to to sit here and say we are going to go there and win based on our last two performances, because mm-hmm. unfortunately the players aren't offering us anything to to use as evidence for that sort of prediction. I think one, of, thing, one of the things I'm really worried about is is what 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 eleven are going to pitch up. Because you know it's not it's not not that it isn't bad enough that that we aren't carrying people with injuries and getting people sent off with daft literally daft red cards that are you know not making them available. What's our eleven going to be in Saturday? Because that's really important. Not totally. Um, and I can't I can't see a, an eleven strong enough to go and 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 steamroller 
a hard side at home if they've got anything, anything about them. I agree with you. The, that first goal will make a difference. If we can get it, then if that, put us, that puts us in the frame. If we lose it, I can't see us doing anything. And, and, and it is really sad that that's, uh, that that's where we are, unfortunately. And uh, But yeah, I, I just I can't... Uh, I can't say, oh, we are definitely going to do something in this match. It's going to go really well for us because it's just... It would be a bit. It would be based totally on bluster. It would be, ba- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stephen's making a praying motion, um, which, uh, yeah. But like I say, uh, I will state again for the record: if if the players do turn up and do that, then I'll be the first to congratulate them because it's a, a difficult match, and I, I I would really like to see us to do well in it. Now, uh, this uh, there is some 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 bright news. Um, that I can announce that I uh, am delighted to have been invited to be a conference uh, partner or a convention partner rather at the NARSA uh, convention in 2018. Where, so if you can't get a ticket for a live pods and you're complaining about that, here's your chance. Just go, all you need to do is go to Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And who doesn't want to do that? Mm. Um, it's been somewhere that I've always wanted to go. I've been to Toronto, I've been to Montreal, but I've always wanted to go to Calgary and I, I will be heading out there, but I'll have my working boots on because there will be a live heart and hand show. But on top of that, I'll be doing interviews. I'll be speaking to a lot of the, the delegates. And I'll be speaking to a lot of the, the people who've turned up just to get their thoughts and to find out what it's like being uh, an international fan so there'll be special pods from it there'll be special videos from it from me I can't wait I'm I'm honoured to have been asked and I'm honoured to be a convention partner for NARSA 2018 so if you want to see Heart and Hand and you want a trip to Canada and you want to see Jeff Winter who's going to host the, the banquet tonight. Jeff tonight. lovely guy and really yeah. entertaining and of course you'll always Jeff meet you'll always meet Rangers legends you'll always meet um, people from the club it's a fantastic experience I I can't I've only ever kind of seen it on social media before so I can't wait to, to go to it so I'll be there and you know how much I hate leaving the house so the fact that I'm doing that I think should, should tell you what a great event it is so uh, start <laughs> your planning start uh, start getting your money aside and uh, head out and join me over there and uh, as I say thanks to the guys at NARSA you can follow them on Twitter or or on Facebook and you can find out all the latest stuff that's happening it's a really exciting programme they're putting together the Calgary RSC and it's uh, isn't it wonderful it's one of the things that makes our our club what it is is the fact that we can do things like that because we have such a big support in in place here but we don't need to claim every member of of a diaspora and or every member of a religion and say well they must support us because of that you know yeah. we just genuinely do have yeah. supporters all yeah. around the world and yeah. uh, that that's enough for us so uh, thank you very much for listening but as I say if you want to, to see the immediate post video you'll find it on YouTube and please go along and su- uh, subscribe to that it's good to support us uh, we'll have a pod with you on Monday or Tuesday of next week and hopefully hopefully um, we'll have some good news uh, based on Saturday, but but maybe not. I like to thank my guest Stephen Smith. Thanks, David. It's um, it's nice to share this, and, it's, it's, and it's nice to have one where you're not going to get me, you know, fat, uh, kicked out of any previous agreement that I've had with organisations. No, I thought that's really interesting that that um, that people are desperately scrabbling. I mean, when you've got a club where who have a poster boy for racism. 
uh, is their number nine. You know, uh, Lee Lee, Super Lee, Super Lee the racist. You know, done three times uh, for racism. Uh, and they're quite happy to have him as long as he's knocking in goals against the Huns. But when it comes down to, you know, the ve- the possibility that, that I'd said someone offensive... Uh, which he which didn't. I, which I hadn't, but, no. but they're desperately scrabbling to be offended. They would get on a bus and a train to yeah, be offended. Stephen, a, to, they download about it. This is not something you stumble across. They downloaded, they went and downloaded a podcast to be offended, so fuck them. And uh, that that was what I said to uh, to to the people involved when they came to me and said, well, you you know, you have to apologise for that. Fuck off. Apologise for what? Stevie, I'd shut the pod down before I'd apologise to fucking Celtic fans. You know that. Um, seriously, I, I'd, get, I'd get my fucking lips sewn together and have food shoved up my arse before I would apologise to Celtic fans so uh, never never happened never will you know why because we're fucking Rangers and no matter how bad the 11 that take the part are we're better than them so always, always. and uh, I know that sometimes Celtic supporters say ah you've got this uh, triumphal yeah you're bloody right we have we deserve it we've earned it well what does what does that mean does that you know because what it looks to me like is a very, very one-sided relationship with you. They, they, they're the stalker. Oh, yeah. they're, they're not our cousins across the city. They're the stalker you can't get rid of and that the police won't take any action uh, against. They're the girlfriend uh, or the boyfriend that once you're finished, you know, throws paint on your car. Uh, and, and yeah, uh, no, absolutely. But uh, thank you very much for listening, folks. My name's David Edgar. I'd just like to thank our executive producers in London, Mr Knightley and Paul Miles, and I will speak to you again next week. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.